Three more players have joined the Arizona State Sun Devils football team, and we're going to discuss all three of them and their hopeful impacts on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. Hello once again, everybody, to the Locked on Sun Levels podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I'm your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Remember that you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform, wherever you're getting those podcasts, though, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's go ahead and hop into today's conversation. Yesterday, Sunday, three players joined Arizona State via the transfer portal. The class is now up to 22 players, ladies and gentlemen. 22 players have joined Arizona State via the transfer portal. Some very big names. Some of them maybe guys you haven't heard of. These three, definitely guys who are looking for a new opportunity in a new scene and a new environment based off of a lack of opportunity at their previous schools. The three kids joining are Deshaun Mallory, from Michigan State, Xavion Alford, the safety from USC. Uh, Mallory's a defensive lineman. I don't remember if I mentioned that. And Troy O'Mare, who's a wide receiver from Texas. Taking a look at these three guys, I feel like they all hit positions of need for the Sun Devils. So let's go through them individually. Let's take a look at Deshaun Mallory first. Now, Mallory is coming from Michigan State. And they've been a very up-and-down team over the last few years. Definitely not the playoff competitors that they were not that long ago. But this defense has definitely seen a little bit of a drop-off in recent years compared to the days of when they had their Shalik Calhouns and there's another defensive end whose name I can't remember at the moment. But Mallory was a defensive tackle for the team who I couldn't tell you if he was in a part-time role or a full-time role. What I can tell you is in three years, he has 43 career tackles and two and a half sacks. Two of those came in 2020. So he hasn't been placed in a position to necessarily be a hyper-productive player for the team. Well, I look at Mallory and I look at his build and I see an immediate fit for him. At 6'2", 285 pounds, this is a defensive tackle for you. My initial reaction was wondering if he could be a Nesta Jade Silvera replacement. The problem is Nesta played at 315 and Mallory is 285. That's a 30-pound difference, and that definitely is important to note. Now, with that being said, TJ Pesifea was definitely more of the nose tackle for the team than Jade Silvera was. So maybe he kind of fits into that mold, but Arizona state's defensive tackle spot, particularly 
is kind of in flux right now with uh, Omar Norman Lott leaving via the transfer portal and TJ Pesafea and Nessa Jade Silvera running out of eligibility. I know there's conversations about where BJ Green fits into the equation. He's going to be a full-time starter now moving forward. But I know that there's conversations that maybe he's a better fit on the edge than he is inside because he is a little shorter compared to what maybe you're looking for from a defensive tackle kind of thing. Mallory fits the mold that you're looking for. He's he's like a copy-paste, cookie-cutter kind of defensive tackle. So to me, I look at this and I go, oh, yeah. There's a starting defensive tackle right there for Arizona State. There will be some guys he'll compete with, obviously. I mean, he's not going to be handed a starting job by any stretch of the imagination. There's going to be some young guys like Robbie Harrison who are going to come in after redshirting a year ago and push for some playing time. There's several other guys on the roster as well that'll be looking to make an impact. I'm curious with Michael Matus if they flirt with pushing him inside or if he's going to remain a guy on the edge there's a lot of moving pieces for this defensive line right now and this is kind of a blessing in disguise because arizona state will be allowed to be creative with the way that they want to run their defensive line uh for what it's worth mallory is not the only defensive lineman coming in through the transfer portal you also have tristan monday from wisconsin who's more of an edge rusher anyways and samuel benjamin coming from Idaho State. So there's there's going to be good competition here for Arizona State along the defensive interior. Uh, for what it's worth with uh, Samuel Benjamin, he is a bigger kid at six foot four, 250. So he's also more of an edge rusher. There's There's a lot of guys that'll be competing for edge rushing spots, especially if we end up factoring BJ Green into that e- equation. If that's the case, there is absolutely an opportunity for Deshaun Mallory to come in and be a day one starter for Arizona State. It's a fascinating situation to take a look at the defensive line and kind of piece together what the team is going to do moving forward at the position. But bottom line is that of these three guys that are coming in, I think that Mallory is in the best position to be an immediate difference maker for the team and potentially an immediate day one starter for the team as well. That's kind of where I am sitting with that at the moment when I look at Mallory and his impact. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have skills, values, and experience to help achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based off your job qualifications all on one platform. 
why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions will apply. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember that this podcast is free and available on all platforms. Also, make sure to check out the the brand new Locked On College Basketball podcast. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For what it's worth, I swung by Locked On College Basketball not that long ago and had a really good time talking about Arizona State Sun Devils basketball, which won yesterday against Washington. They are now on a two-game winning streak and are 4-1 and one in the Pac-12 conference. We'll talk about that later this week. Hopping back into the conversation about the transfers, the next guy I want to look at is Xavion Alford. Not a lot of opportunity has presented itself to him so far. In 2020, he spent the year with Texas, had a whopping four tackles. In 2021, he had 31 tackles with USC. He actually had entered the transfer portal and made the 31 tackles. Uh, He did have three interceptions. Last year, didn't play. I couldn't tell you why. But for one reason or another, he did not see the field last year and is now at Arizona State. Here's the way I look at Xavion Alford. There is a hole in the secondary right now. It's the other safety spot. And you have a few different options you can go with here. The first is to let Jordan Clark fill that role. Clark played some safety last year for the team when they were kind of experimenting and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work at the position. So he's got the experience. He's got playmaking ball skills. And I mean, for what it's worth, his father, Ryan Clark patrolled secondaries for a long time with the then Washington Redskins and the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL. There's definitely traits there for him to continue on that path of being a safety, but I like him better in the nickel. And I would prefer to keep him at nickel, especially if I can keep Roe Torrance and Ed Woods as my outside corners. We have one of the safety salt with Chris Edmonds. Nothing to worry about there. Dude's a stud. But again, you got to figure out what you're going to do with the other safety spot. And you have had a couple guys through the transfer portal that have some kind of safety experience. Crew Jackson was kind of a linebacker safety hybrid at K-State, and Montana Warren is coming from Texas as a defensive back. But Xavion Alford is a solidified, certified safety for the team. You can probably line him up a little everywhere. It's listed him as a defensive back, but this is a safety. So what he would allow me to do is keep Jordan Clark as the nickel corner, solidify my three corners for the team, build on the success that they had last year, keep Chris Edmonds at safety, and now plug in Xavier Alford 
to replace Corey Bethley. That sounds pretty ideal to me. It's going to be interesting to see the steps that he takes after missing all of last year. But with that being said, I do think that there is ample opportunity for him to get playing time on this defense. The secondary really only has that one spot open right now. When you look at the rest of the, of the secondary, you've got most of your, most of your corner spots locked down at this point in time. You've got Chris Edmonds locked up, like I said. So from here, moving forward, you're going to be trying to figure out who you want as that, as that other, other safety across from Chris Edmonds. There's going to be plenty of options and there certainly will be, will be ample competition. But the good news here with Alfred is that he's got a little bit of experience and ball hawking tendencies. Three interceptions is pretty dang good in college ball. It'll be one of the more important battles during training camp, I think. And nothing's going to be given to anyone. Like, yes, those those four players that I've mentioned are solidified starters. The other safety spot will be wide open. And it's not going to be guaranteed to Alfred. It's not going to be guaranteed to anybody else on the roster. It's just inviting more competition. And that is a very, very good thing for a team that is going through as many roster changes as they're going through right now. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college, bowl season, basketball, and more, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or your mobile device to learn more right now about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Once again, thank you guys for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure that you check out the brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear hear from big name experts, coaches, players, and more throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. All right. Last player to take a look at now is right in front of me, Troy Omer. Coming from Texas, there is not a lot to go off of here. Omer has one career catch. Went for nine yards. It was this season. So there's almost nothing here to take a look at. That just means that this is really going to be another addition to what's shaping up to be a very competitive group. You now have four wide receivers that have committed to you via the transfer portal with Xavier Guillory from Idaho State, Jake Smith from USC slash Texas, Mel Constaval from Colorado State slash Nevada, and now Troy Omer. 
they're joining Andre Johnson. They're joining Elijah Badger, Giovanni Sanders, and several other young guys as well. Chad Johnson Jr. There's a lot of competition at wide receiver suddenly, which was, it, it felt like at times kind of a weak position last year beyond the consistency of Sanders and Badger. It feels like Arizona state was struggling to get guys to step up. That should not be a problem this year. You've got some former high recruits that are coming in like Jake Smith. You've got other guys who are really hungry and looking for opportunity like Troy O'Mare. You have guys who were, hyper-productive at smaller schools like Mel Constaval and Xavier Guillory, all of which are joining your program via the transfer portal and are joining Elijah Badger and Giovanni Sanders in competing for the other receiver role because those two have a spot locked up. Now you look at Omer's presence, and the one thing that he brings that is a little more unique here is some really nice size at six foot three, 221 pounds. He is going to be one of the bigger receivers on the team. And that kind of box out potential, if he's able to display that, of course, would be a very welcome addition to an Arizona State Sun Devils team that didn't have a lot of box out guys last year. Uh, There's the potential for Elijah Badger to develop into that because that's just a trend that we see with ASU receivers like Jalen Strong and Nikhil Harry is that they teach those guys how to be big box-out back-shoulder fade guys. Who knows? Maybe Badger joins them. But Badger is definitely much more of a finesse kind of route-running receiver. And same with Sanders, who's able to create underneath. There's not really that guy that Arizona State has typically relied upon as the 50-50 ball guy. Omer has the size and the profile to fit that. So when spring ball comes around, He's going to get those opportunities to essentially try out for that role for the team. And maybe that role isn't a full-time starter, but it's still a very important role. Right now, you've got the tight ends, Jalen Conyers and Messiah Swinson, who are definitely going to provide that with their massive size. But you don't have that on the outside. That's what the team is going to be looking for. That's what the team has been missing and lacking for a little while now, probably since Harry. Omer's going to provide that competition. Omer, hopefully, can pan out. Now, again, with him compared to the other two, he does not have hardly any experience. This is a guy with literally one catch. So the expectation should be low. We shouldn't expect him to come in, be a full-time starter, or come in here and be a 1,000-yard receiver or anything like that. I think what we should expect is for him to want to come in here, compete and be the best guy from day one. He should have that attitude and the desire be hungry to take that next step in his career. Arizona state now with Kenny Dillingham is a great opportunity for any receiver to come in and it's wide open right now. Like I said, like you've got Giovanni Sanders and Elijah Badger. After that, there are a ton of guys who are going to be competing for playing time. Omer 
is just another body to add to this competition. And that is really good news for Arizona State. The more guys they can experiment with and try and figure out what works and what doesn't work, the better. So adding Omer, just some more addition for the team. Those are the three transfers that committed Sunday for Arizona State. And that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. As always, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in every single day, five days a week. I have more interviews that are getting stacked up. I will hopefully have at least one, if not two, for this week. And I'll have another one next week as well. If you are a Sun Devil player watching this for some reason, DMs are open. Please drop in so that we can get you scheduled and interviewed and have a good conversation. Hopefully, if you guys haven't checked them out yet, I interviewed Trenton Bourget and Giovanni Sanders this past week. Go and check those out. Super amazing guys. The Wi-Fi is a little bit spotty, but you can you can make out most of what they're saying. I think I'm going to have to start having them record on laptops instead of cell phones. But that is going to wrap up everything here. Until next time, you keep it locked right here. I'm locked on